Hey everyone, and welcome to Timeline Scavengers, the podcast specifically designed to last forever. I'm James Anderson, one of your hosts. And I'm Colin Parker, one of your other hosts. On this show, we're going through the MCU in historical order, scene by scene, until the end of time. And James, yes. I'm really excited about this. Me too. Because one of my favorite things that we do is every time we get to a guest of this nature, I always start off with the same sentence, which is that not only are we going scene by scene, but we're going Scavengers Network member by Scavengers Network member. And today, this is the time for me to say that sentence, which I've just said, so I won't repeat One, it. Yeah, right. Right. Just, just repeat it in your own head. Um, and that today is in relation to Daniel Spencer. Hello. Hello. Daniel. Hello, friends. Welcome to the timeline. Thank you. I'm very excited to be here. Yay! Here we go. It's Captain America, the first Avenger. Uh, you're going to start at 4550, and you're going to end at 4619. That is 29 seconds of a scene. Again, I probably would have tacked this on to the next scene uh, if right. I was doing it now. But that was in the before times that when you did this one, and so in the after times, we'll do scenes differently. Yeah. So here is what is happening in this scene. Uh, Steve annoyedly, which is a fun way to get that accent on the mm -hmm. Steve annoyedly asks the nurse if she's taken enough blood. Carter reminds him that the secrets of the super soldier serum are locked in his genetic code and without Erskine around, it will take years to reconstruct it. Steve True. says that Erskine deserved better than this. And Peggy replies that if the serum could work only once, Erskine would be proud that it was Steve that it worked on. So that's just a little bit Great of, line. you know, back padding of each other. It's very nice. Um, before we get into, uh, I did a little bit of research. I have one uh, scene-related question and then a question. Uh, but before we get into any of that, do either of you have anything that struck you about this admittedly less than 30 second? This, this scene would fit on Short Music for Short People. Um, the comp of thirty second songs. Good reference. Uh, any about this scene? Uh, yeah, yes. Okay, yes. Steve, to a lesser extent, but uh, Peggy significantly. Uh, they are making serious eyes. Uh, mm. Steve, a little bit, but also I think he's a little bit more distracted. He's a little, little bummed. Also. A little bummed. Uh, Peggy is making some eyes yeah. at Steve. <laughs> yeah, she Good. Is. Lord. Hey, Dan. <laughs> yes. Um, as someone whose only note for this scene was, I love moments like this because by panic. Um, my question for you is, can you blame Peggy? Oh, oh, God, no, 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 no. Um, right. Peggy is absolutely in the right to be looking at Steve the way that she is. Steve is not... Peggy is looking amazing in this scene as well. Like you said, by panic, pan panic, pan Nick. Mm -hmm. uh, I see. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, pan Nick at the disco. Yep. At the ICU. Pan um, Nick Cage. Oh, oh pan I like Nick it. Cage yeah. is that a thing? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, but yes, the, there is there is significant sexual tension. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly Absolutely. from from Peggy's perspective, and it is very enjoyable to watch. Absolutely, she desperately wants to turn the radio on and dance, and he is not here for it. Right, no. 
He's yeah. he's not picking up what she is yet putting down. She and she would she would like to be putting some stuff down. Like yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. Files. Sure. Files. Mm-hmm. You know how uh in, in Britain they call vials files also? Like files yes. like the things, but also right. files like pH. Files yes. with yep. a pH. Colin, did you have anything that you wanted to say? You said that you I had nothing. said it about my panic. Right, so. right, got it, got it, got it. Um, I wanted to have a a quick discussion. Uh, Steve says that Erskine deserved better than this. There's a running theme in uh, the episodes that Daniel is going to be on, and by that I mean I think it happens in one other scene, where they keep <laughs> using the word this to refer to things. I guess in sort of like an intimate way or whatever, but like what didn't Erskine, Erskine didn't deserve to die I to think, have his research not com- like what? Yeah. I think better than just generally what happened to him. I think right. the, I remember that. yeah, I think that's what he means by it is specifically like dying in the way that he did and like having everyone having to rebuild his, yeah, you know, right. his studies and everything like deserved better than that. I I love the idea that Steve um I I'm I'm getting more and more on board with uh himbo Captain Captain America sort of mm-hmm. read oh, yeah, where he's like some people like Peggy that. might think that he did deserve this. <laughs> so I to, it needs to be said he didn't deserve this to have his yeah. dreams crushed and also to be killed and also <laughs> I I think that, like, you know, kind of going along the lines of, like, the thing about the research, too, right? So, like, the first and foremost thing is I think the the surface level, mm-hmm. like, the main point that Steve is getting across is exactly the thing about, you know, he didn't deserve to, A, die, but also in this fashion. Like, I think especially when um, the project was a success and, like, he maybe could have stopped it if he was faster or, you know, if they had recognized it. Because I think that even though— out of Peggy's way. Well, well, no, because he still would have died because he gets the shot off before Peggy's there. Yeah, I guess. That's uh, but it's it's the idea, though. I think of like um, the second that he has the power, essentially, I think he immediately feels that responsibility mm. not to drive it home to Spider Man. But like, I feel like that's what it is: is that like right. the minute that he knows he probably could have stopped it, he feels guilty about it. I feel like because um, he feels that pretty heavily throughout the movies and i think it gets uh he he starts to pull back on that the older that he gets right ironically um like by hundreds of years yeah he Um, he wakes up a little colder i think for sure in Mm -hmm. 2011 yeah uh (laughs) he's as cold as ice some might might say he's willing to sacrifice yep erskine Mm -hmm. okay uh, well, no? uh, so the other thing, though, is that, like, the research thing, I do agree with you, but I also think there's an, uh, another layer to that research thing is that I think that he knows that also, like, Erskine doing the research and Erskine doing the project, right. I think he trusted him with it, but right. doesn't like the idea of other people trying to use it because that's kind of what oh, would happen okay. with um, the Red Skulls. Like, right. it's a concern that if they have his blood and they manage to tap into it, What's the government going to do with it, or whatever? Like, so it's like who's going, like who's to know what will actually happen? Don't play in Erskine's yeah. garden. I see what you're saying. Okay, gotcha, he, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, because I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like right. why was he saying it? Like, I understand that he's sad that Erskine died. We all were. Listen, right. we're all. I think you were all sad. Yeah, I know like, where I was when I heard the news. Oh yeah, yeah. Where was that? In the movie theater. Oh, fair enough. That, 
Makes sense. Okay. What was the time? I don't know time the time. Well, does anybody? No, let's hear it. Really know what time it is? All right. So, um, <laughs> speaking of which, hey, this is a great transition. Speaking of yes. Erskine's research. Yes. Okay. The thing that Peggy says about uh, your blood is the only place where the super serum. I did it. I I thought I wasn't going to do it, and I I didn't complete it. So I'm going to complete. I'm going to go back. No, you did it. It's fine. The super soldier serum is in your blood, and the only way we can reconstruct it is by getting the genetic code. And Erskine would have been great at that, but oh, no one. Yeah, it's going to take us a while. So I started thinking about like, is that what kind of tech? Like genetic code feels like a not a early you know, 1943 sort of science area. So I did some looking into, uh, Oh good. The, I was literally about to go genetic code, 1943. <laughs> yeah. No, like I did, I did some research into like, ge- like the history of <sighs> the history of genetics. And I, w- I focused super close in on like 1943 so that I wouldn't be incredibly depressed about a whole bunch oh, of yeah. other stuff. But, um, and then I saw an experiment that I didn't really understand. So what I did was I went back out Ooh. to Google um, and I searched, uh, how does the super soldier serum work? And here's what I found. Okay. <laughs> so uh, this article is from is called uh, The Science of Captain America, colon, What's the Secret of His Superhuman Strength? And it comes from scienceabc.com. Slash human slash movies slash science hyphen of hyphen captain hyphen America hyphen what's now I'm not going to do the full bit because God <laughs> I'm anyways so here's what here's they go through the full like Captain America is this guy he did like right. you know like a whole bunch of oh of, yeah of all, all your good SEO standard stuff in case the science nerds don't know who a nerd is <laughs> are you on this is? Captain America article for the science. And the Captain America stuff is circumstantial because mm-hmm. let me just give you some background. Um, no, that's 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 <laughs> that's good. But here are the here are the payoff paragraphs at the very end. Um, here we go. Uh, as of now, we haven't figured out a way to concoct a super soldier serum, but looking at the effects that the serum produced on Cap's mind and body, scientists have identified a number of genes that could be tapped to recreate such results in normal humans. Specific genes, such as those involved in improving the oxygen-carrying capacity of blood or increasing muscle mass, can be hyperactivated using certain techniques. According to... Like Vitarays? Well, we'll get to that. Hold on. According to Sebastian Alvarado, because Vitarays, you will be very pleased. We've already discussed that. They factor into this guy's, like, thesis. It's the third paragraph. We'll get to it. Oh, that's interesting, because... Okay, well, I'll bring it up when we get to it. Um... Uh, a post, uh, according to Sebastian Alvarado, a postdoctoral research fellow in biology at Stanford University, various genome editing tools that we have today, like zinc finger nucleases and CRISPR-Cas9 systems, can hyperactivate or deactivate certain genes to make a normal human body into one with the best possible and practical physical health. Such techniques can potentially make you more strategic, enhance your problem-solving skills, supercharge your reflexes, and make you incredibly fast. Before I get to the last paragraph, the paragraph that I didn't do after this is over is there's ethics stuff that we that has caused us not to right. take this beyond theory. And isn't that's that where just it's, genetic um, or gene- uh, genetic tampering? Oh yeah, genetic engineering. No, uh, well, that and also, the, the, what's the term for 
the the bad genetics. Uh, it's not eugenics. eugenics. Dang, okay. Uh, we do have at present techniques that can alter your genetic code and bestow you with certain superhuman features. What we still need is the Vita rays, or the scientifically and practically plausible version of Vita rays, which could stabilize such genetic alterations in the human body. Oh, I actually did include this paragraph. Of course, such tests have not been carried out on humans in real life. The biological complexities and ethical considerations are yet to be worked out to pull this fantastic feat out of the Marvel Universe and apply it in real life. And my conclusion is this. Holy shit, Erskine was a fucking genius to have figured all this back out in the 40s. All this out back in the 40s when, in our timeline, we were still still figuring out what genes do and and how they and how they do it. Um, they cover you and they have pockets for your wallet and stuff. That's funny. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Colin, did you, you said you had something that you wanted to to add to this? Actually. Yeah. So the problem is that, right. Okay. That felt weirdly (laughs) specific. Uh, I actually, now that I'm thinking about it, I feel like, because at this point I've edited so many episodes. So like, mm-hmm. I don't remember if this is something that we talked about between episodes or talked about in an episode, but had to cut it because we technically weren't at it yet. But mm-hmm. we have definitely at some point while recording timeline scavengers talked about the science behind Vita rays. And uh, we found out that actual Vita rays is something that is like made up for Marvel. Yeah. That's what that yeah. it doesn't. Right. That doesn't actually exist, but right. like also, why it technically can't exist, but like we could maybe do something similar. Right. And so like I remember that, but also I really don't know if we actually ever published that or if it I, is anywhere. So I don't know where that'd be. I think in the episode about uh, Project Rebirth is where we would have talked about that with the maybe. with the Vita rays. I feel like I mean, what's funny about the like Vita rays is that they're such an it's such a 1940s back of the comic book term that it's like. Vita, I mean, yeah, enhanced with Vita like rays. Vitamin, yeah, These cigarettes yeah. are enhanced with Vita rays, so they're healthy. Uh, James, I, yeah. I don't have anything else. Daniel, do you have anything else? Uh, I do not have anything else. Perfect. And James, I'm assuming that's all for you. Uh, yep, yeah, that's it. Great. Well, then let's get out of here, shall we? Uh, listen up, folks. You can follow this show at Timeline Scav. You can also follow the network that we're part of, Scavengers Net. You can follow me at Colin M. Parker. You can follow my co-host James at Unabashed James. You can follow our guest at Dantendo64. You can also follow um, our guest's show at uh, Frank's Jukebox. And you can also follow the gentleman that made the music that you hear at the beginning and the end of this episode, Nick Bramald at N B R A M A L D and nickbermaldcomposer.co.uk. That's going to do it for us on this show. Thank you so much for joining us. As always, I'm Colin Parker. I'm James Anderson. And I'm Dan Spencer. Excelsior! Daniel, it looks like Frankenstein's Jukebox is going to be joining the Scavengers Network. I heard! It's very exciting! But it does mean we need to write an ad. Oh, you're right. Okay. Okay, I have an idea. 
You know how on Frankenstein's Jukebox we take two songs from a given year and pull out the things we like about them and use those aspects to make a new song? Of course. We call that new song a song promise. Well, what if we used a similar strategy with our ad? Hey, I think that's a great idea. What are some aspects of your favorite podcast ads? Hmm. Well, I like ads where the two hosts are talking to each other, pretending like they're not doing the ad. That's a good one. I like when the information about the show is presented in a way that demonstrates the concept of the show. Oh, for sure. Okay, so let's use those aspects to make an ad. Actually, wait, there's one more thing I love in a podcast ad. That's so funny because I have one more thing too. You go ahead. No, please, I insist. Same time? Same time. One, two, three. A bicycle, a bicycle horn, horn at the very end, end of the ad, ad to show, show that, that even though we love music, music and take, take the assignment seriously, we're also just, just a couple of sillies. Huh. Okay. Well, I guess we have to have that aspect. Frankenstein's Jukebox. The second Wednesday of every month, with song promises being released when we finish them. On the Scavengers Network. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.